podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a Heart and Hand production. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. I'm delighted to be joined in heart and hand today by uh, a Rangers legend, over 150 appearances, over 50 goals, a nine in a row winning team member, a treble winner, uh, the scourge of Celtic is the hammer, Jörg Alberts, thank you for joining us on heart and hand today, Jörg. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. You are here with Five Stars as part of the, um, the, 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 the tour this weekend, it's been nearly 20 years since you left, but you always seem like you enjoy coming back to, to, to speak to the fans, is that something that still means a lot, still something that, that gives you a, a, a kind of special feeling? Well, of course. Uh, uh, for me, always when I'm coming back to Scotland, especially Glasgow, it, it's, it feels like for me coming back home. And I find it always incredible, after so many years, uh, the reception you get here. But obviously, I've been at Glasgow Rangers to an era, to a time where we won a lot of trophies, we had a fantastic team, and I think this sticks out, and uh, they're nice memories for all of us. And I think the the fans want to hear some stories from our era still, and we are happy to to tell those stories. And for us, as I said, it's always great to come back and and, and meeting with the other boys as well. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic to come back to Scotland. That was my second home, and it always will be. On that, you arrived here in 1996 from 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 Hamburg. You you kind of hit the ground running. I think you played in, in Richard Goss' testimony against Ar- uh, Arsenal. I, I think you you may have hit the bar from about 50 yards, and it, it, it's still shaking to this day. You were an immediate kind of hit with the with the supporters. You also seem to take to to Scotland quite quickly. The accent kind of changed. I remember hearing you on Soccer AM um, and saying, you know, nay bother at the, at the end. It was quite... Uh, the, the fans took to you. Did, did you take to the club very quickly or was it um, a kind of difficult settling in period? And what, how difficult was it to make that decision to come to, to Scotland? Well, I think the, the, the decision to come uh, was not easy in the, in, in the first place by me just signed a new contract or extended my contract with Hamburg been captain as a club and we achieved to go in the UEFA Cup mm-hmm. the last season and then the phone call came but then it uh, was very hard for me to leave Hamburg in the first place but secondly then it was very easy for me when I thought about it you know for me it was guaranteed to play Champions League there's where the players wants to play and I looked into the team and I saw the names Paul Gascoigne, Brian Laudrup and as a young boy playing alongside these kind of uh, players a dream was coming true so the decision then was very easy to join Rangers and uh, I remember the first time when I came over and I went into the uh, main entrance at, at Ibrooks and you see the marble staircase and what a beautiful building that was and, and you feel welcome straight away. And then of course I met the team as well and uh, I was fortunate enough to join Rangers to a time where more of the Scottish boys were still playing. And I adopted very, very quickly to them. The only problem was the language barrier. When you <laughs> when, when you spoke to like Ian Ferguson or Ian Durant, it was very, very hard for me to understand. But they took their time and, and they, they, they got me straight into their family as well. And they made it very, very easy for me. And of course, it helped me as well 
to make an impact at the you you were saying the testimony game from Richard Goff I scored my goal as well and that was an immediate impact and you need to have some luck sometimes in your career as well and I think the fans took to me straight away at this game and I loved it to score that goal and being part of Ibrox and from then on it uh, was uh, glory days for me for me here in Scotland for five years it's fantastic you you arrived in 96-97 that was of course the season um, the season of, of nine in a row the, the pressure that that season was was intolerable sometimes for the support every game seemed to be the, the, the biggest game we, we'd ever experienced did you appreciate that did you feel that or were you because you were new were you, did you feel a wee bit more detached from that from the likes of, of Ferguson and Durant and Goff and McCoys who had who'd been there from from the very start of this uh, incredible run did you understand right away that this this wasn't an ordinary season well in the beginning uh, to be honest I didn't feel any of the pressure but as I said I was fortunate to to be in touch with all the Scottish boys who won eight in a row so far and they made it very very clear to all the new boys who joined Rangers that this is the season to win and uh, well, you, you think about it and well and you know they won eight titles in a row, and you're joining the team, you can't make a mess not winning nine in a row then, and everybody gave everything, of course. So, uh, But at the, at the beginning, no, I didn't feel any pressure, but when you sit down at home and, and you think about what the boys told you, well, yeah, of course you think, oh, you can't mess this one up now, you need to give everything to get the nine in a row, and what we did, and uh, yeah, incredible memories uh, about this season as well and the importance of it and I'll be part of this nine in a row season and I'm very fortunate to be part of it The whole season was characterised by four victories over Celtic that, there's no way that that league title could have been won without those uh, I want to talk about two of them the first one was uh, a game at Parkhead in November Brian Loudrop scored we won 1-0 it was one of the most incredible games that I've ever been to Rangers should have won about six or seven nil. That the chances that we 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 gave up. Um, you of course laid on uh, Peter Van Vossen's big chance, and, and Gascoigne missed. Um, and then of course Celtic had the, the, the chance right at the end with uh, with with Van Hooydonk's penalty that was saved by Gorham. How incredible a game w- w- was that to play in? Because the, the the support was going through the ringer. But as players, are you just able to to stay in the moment? And it's just a game of football. Well, I think. Uh as a football player, when you play the game, you're focused 100%. But obviously, you know what, what's going around you as well. If, if some players say, well, you don't know the atmosphere because you're so focused. No, it's a lie. You, you know what, what's going on. And having these games played at the old firm are the best games for me I've ever played in, apart from the European nights at Ibrox as well. But missing so many chances... And I remember Peter van Vossen was my neighbor in Helensburg, so uh, he helped me a lot in the beginning. Dutch boy who spoke German as well, so he helped me a lot. And I thought, you know what, I could score myself that day. But I think, just pass it over to him, and he scores easily. Till now, things done, over. But he missed, and I couldn't believe it that he missed. So... In this game, you had ups and downs, and then the penalty towards the end, and you were shaken, and but Andy Gordon, what a save, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, these are the games with the highs and lows, and 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 adrenaline pumping through your body. It's fantastic. That's the games, and you win the game, 
at the end of the, se- uh, uh, the day, it doesn't matter how you win the game. You've got the three points, and that's what all matters. So, and I think for the fans as well, if, if they look back to this game, I think they prefer these games instead of winning like six, seven, nothing and at first half time. Uh, the game is over. I think that is what football all about. It's the emotion and all the stuff. And I like these games. If you, if you win, if you win at the end of the day. <laughs> In that game, you you were throwing goal maybe th- three or four times, and you you you, you get caught out, or you, you you didn't you didn't finish off. A year later, you would. You would burst the net. I mean, you, you, you did in the, the, the Scottish Cup semi-final. We'll come on to the next old firm game. Of course, was was at Ibrox at New Year and the free kick. Tell me about that 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 free kick. But that moment, I think, was maybe a turning point for for you in that fixture because then you would have an incredible scoring record against Celtic for for the rest of your Rangers um, career. So how how big a turning point was 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 that particular free kick only 10 minutes in and I think it's in the, the, the top 10 of, of the greatest Rangers goals ever scored by the, the, the voted for by the, the, the heart and hand listeners uh, last year it still resonates 20 years on now of course it's, a, it's, a, it's I remember it very well and, and, and but for me playing in an old firm game my, my debut in an old firm game was the home game uh, at Rangers as well and we won 2 two nothing. And uh, there was the first. Uh, I took the corner, and Richard Goff scored one nothing. And then the second one, Paul Gascoigne's header for the two nothing. And I felt there straight away, not just because the boys told me about the game, but actually, you can't describe this game. You need to go out and play it yourself to experience what it means to play in these games. But then, of course, I had the opportunity, the free kick, and I I always said to myself. I know you have a hard shot. If you don't go for it, you can't score. So I thought, of course I'm going for it. And I was happy to see when when when, when he put the the wall there and the way I ran up to the ball, there was only one way the ball could go. Mm. So first of all, it was very, very bad goalkeeping. But on the other side, what you can't see, you can't save. So <laughs> no, I hit it perfectly. Yeah, and, and I was over the moon after this. I, I can't describe the feeling what went through my body there. It, incredible. Scoring my first old firm game goal. Incredible. And yeah, if you ask me, I always pick this one as my best goal ever. We win that league, of course. The next season is the, the charge for 10. Rangers make a, an incredible start to the, the, the league season. Um, not in Europe, but but, but in, in, in the league season. There's a, a dip uh, around the middle, but then there's a return to form. And we, we have a, a double header against Celtic. One uh, game in the Scottish Cup semi-final at Parkhead, and then a, a crucial league game at Ibrox, which you score two I- iconic goals in, in, in both of those games. Very similar goals. Um, and it leaves us top of the table with, with with only a handful of games to go looking back now uh, as we are 20 years from it uh, what what went wrong th- that season why why couldn't that that team that had gone to the well so many times um get that 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 one extra yard well i think uh, all the players who've been involved there were thinking about it th- themselves and uh, you know winning these two crucial games was very important for us and after this maybe uh, we thought yes we did it and maybe you were trying too hard to get 10 in a row 
I don't know what happened there, why it didn't work out and we didn't perform the way we should perform as a top team and just getting it home. Uh, we made mistakes and uh, well it didn't happen uh, for whatever reason. I think even after 20 years, it, it, it's very hard to explain or to find a solution for it. What went wrong? I mean, it was announced that, that Walter was leaving after the season. And I think all the players wanted to give that to the gaffer at his last season, winning 10 in a row. But then again, I don't know uh, if you can say now it was wrong to announce it before the end of the season. Uh, because usually that made the team try even harder and maybe then you cramp a bit or whatever maybe you try too hard I don't, I can't explain it to you the only thing I can say that is one of the biggest regrets I have in my time at Rangers not winning 10 in a row and uh, I think to this to this day all the players who are involved they are absolutely gutted when they think about it not achieving this coming so close and not doing it but there's a new, uh, a, a new slate uh, as a new manager uh, comes in that that summer and, and Dick Advocat. This was uh, an instant success, a, a treble winning um, season. Your your relationship with Advocat is is well documented. We'll, we'll speak about the end uh, in a moment. Was it always fractured? Was it always tense, or or were there especially in that that, that those first two seasons, which you're talking five out of six trophies? A, a reputation in Europe that's been completely um, rebuilt. Um, were, there, were there positives there as well at the start? Well, first of all, I was uh, really, well, not disappointed. I, I could understand why Walter was leaving, uh, but I was sad seeing him leaving. He was my gaffer. He brought me to the club and uh, he was a men's manager for me. The boys would have done everything for him and vice versa as well. So I was really sad to see him leaving. But obviously there is a new coach coming. And when I signed my contract then, I extended my contract, I've been told that day that there is a new coach coming. They couldn't tell me who it was. But I've been told that he wanted to build a new team around myself and Jonas Tern to that time. And I said, well, fair enough, uh, no problem. And then I knew it was Dick Advocat and... and uh, I have nothing against Dick Apoka. What a fantastic coach he was uh, and still is and what kind of quality he brought to the club so you can't take that away. Absolutely outstanding, fantastic. But it happened to be that uh, I didn't get these games or all the games I wanted to play and I didn't give him a reason why I was sidelined for some some games. And I went to see him and, and I asked him as well. I said, well, Gaffa, I've been told you wanted to build a new team around me and, and all the stuff and you understand. And his answer was, well, I didn't say that. So, you know, that was the first time I saw, well, something going wrong here. I've been told and he tells me then, well, I didn't say that. And But at the end of the day, you do your best for your club. And I, I, I got my games as well. And I, I don't know what it was. I have nothing against the Advocat, but there was a, a strange thing between him and me. I, I don't know if it's the Dutch and the German thing, uh, but I never had a problem with uh, all the Dutch boys who, who joined Rangers. You know, I was happy that they've been there because the quality they brought to the club as well. Outstanding players. But of course, 
as a German, then you were sitting there, you play in Scotland, you play for a Scottish club, and it all turns into Dutch. Because if, if you think about how many people from Holland came and joined the club, not just as players in other areas as well, you sit down and think to yourself, what's going on here? But it went well. The success, success was there, so you can't argue. But towards me, I always had the feeling then that he tried to get me out of the team for whatever reason, replacing me, getting players in in my position and all the stuff. And I always had the feeling that's the only thing I can think that I was very highly rated by the support and maybe he didn't like it. I, I don't know for whatever reason. I still don't have anything against Dick Advocat. Coaching-wise, management, absolutely outstanding. He was one of the best coaches ever. Uh, I think Walter Smith is on the top list there. Nobody comes above him. Because the way he looked after his boys, as I told you, I would have done everything for Walter and he would have done everything for the boys as well. And that was different to Advocat. Football sense of you, outstanding. And he had a great sense of humor as well. I mean, it's, it's not that we every day they, that we were fighting or so. We were laughing together and all stuff. We had good days. And then, of course, if, if you have a player and he's not playing, he's not happy. I wasn't happy when I wasn't playing. Otherwise, uh, there would be something wrong with a professional who's on a bench and, and is happy. No, I wasn't happy. I wanted to play. And in my opinion, I didn't play every game well. But at the end of the day, I didn't give him a reason to be on a bench. I didn't see anybody on my position who was so much better than me that he picked him in front of me. So, and it's very hard to explain. I guess one game that, 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 that perhaps... Uh Typifies that is the the game in Eindhoven when the, the the Champions League game beforehand you'd scored the 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 goal against Bayern Munich we were very close to getting a, a very famous victory that that evening um, and you're dropped in Eindhoven but you come on and you you, you score the winner uh, again again is it just professionalism that kicks in when you you you, you get stripped and you, you you get back on the field that you've got a job to do or is there something a, a wee bit special that's um, kind of burning in you to, to, to prove your manager wrong I guess Well I think every every player every professional player who's sitting on the bench and he's got an opportunity to come into the team again wants to prove that he belongs to the first 11 to get the start up uh, and I think I did not to bet against Munich and getting dropped against Eindhoven again for whatever reason and uh, another thing was he never told me the reasons or whatever that was totally different with uh, uh, Walter Smith uh, I remember the nine in a row season I didn't play the last game he picked Charlie Miller in front of me and Charlie made a beautiful cross and what a great header from Brian Laudrup unusual but he scored with his head but Walter came to me took me at the side and explained the situation to me and I couldn't argue against it and this is a I'm a person then who accept that what the gaffer told me and I said gaffer if, if that is the case you're absolutely right and I wasn't happy mm. but I, ex I accepted it I could work with this and that is a different to take advocate he didn't tell anything to me why he dropped me again or whatever he made his decision I have to accept it uh, well I wasn't happy about it, but then I, I, I don't know who, who got injured in the first couple of minutes there in the game. Was it Claudio Reyna? I don't, I don't know. And I came on, and I was surprised that he put me on as his first sub. 
But of course, then you want to come into the game and prove and show that little bit extra that you belong into the team. And uh, the reason I, I pointed after the goal to my uh, to my name that was not because I wanted to show. Well, I scored the goal. No, if you see, I ran into the corner and I know my family was there. So my dad, my mom, my brother, everybody was there. That's why I did it. And uh, it's always strange. I always had the feeling after this game that Dick Advocat was over the moon that we won the game, but he was gutted that I scored the goal. Whether that is true or not, I don't know. But I always had the feeling that it was like this. This lack of man management thing, this this lack of explanation, it, it's nothing... It's nothing I haven't heard before. Um, Lorenzo Amoruso joined us um, early in the year, and very much his his experience. Does that explain why a team with five out of six domestic trophies, as I said, a, a real um, far better showing in, in Europe than we'd had for 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 many years, suddenly falls off a cliff in the the summer of two thousand, in two thousand two thousand one? That team looks unrecognisable from the team that took part in the the, the Scottish Cup final against Aberdeen. We won handily, and we looked 21 points ahead of Celtic. We finished that season. Is that the explanation for a side that that, that finishes one season so far ahead, and by October, November is floundering? Well, I think you can go to any other club in the world and and have a look. If the coach is losing the dressing room, then you have a problem. And I think in the beginning when you had success, everybody was happy. Uh, nearly everybody got his game, apart from a few. Like like me, I wasn't happy. But I, I never was the person then who went in somebody's back or whatever and talking about it. I accepted it. Not happily, but I was accepting it. But if you do it to too many people, you, you mentioned Lorenzo as well. Lorenzo wasn't happy with Dick Advocat. You know, he took the, the captain's uh, armband arm off him. Uh, uh, so, and if you do these things and you're dragging more people into it you will lose the dressing room and then you will have a problem and, and I think that is in any any team it doesn't matter where you play and I think that for me the biggest secret as a good management as a good gaffer is get the dressing room behind you it doesn't matter how many stars you have playing for you if you keep them happy you've got success We'll f- uh, finish on a, on a high. Uh, one final game to, to discuss. 2nd of May 1999, Rangers go to Parkhead with the, the opportunity of winning a league title. Um, something that, that, that comes around only every 20, 30 years, if, if that. Um, an incredible day. You, you score, you're, you're involved. Um, tell me a bit about the, the, the preparations for that because some of the old firm games before that season had been a bit crazy we'd, we'd lost 5-1 there um, but Advocate was very pointed in his, his preparations for this game and just in the media to say this will be about football and we will not be drawn into to anything else Celtic lose the head completely in the stands on the pitch and Rangers players are, are provoked but there's no reaction at all I think there might have been one with, with you early on actually where you just walk away and it's almost as if you know, this is business time and we're here simply to play football and you you destroyed them that day yeah and you're absolutely right I mean that was a positive thing about Advocat as well he could take the pressure of the boys and uh, his team talk was excellent that day as well 
And as you said, we were just focused. We knew what we could achieve. And he made it very clear as well in his team talk that we don't throw this away by getting drawn into, you know, uh, fighting and all this stuff. Keep calm. Do your job. We knew we were by far the better team. We had so many points ahead of them. Even if we get beat there, we still would have wanted them the next. So it was, I wouldn't say it was easy. It's never easy to play against Celtic. But we came there with broad shoulders, knowing, yes, we can achieve something this weekend. If you stay calm, play your game, they don't have a chance. And that is exactly what we did. And uh, that was the secret to the game. They lost the plot and uh, arguing with the, with the ref and, and, and on the stands and all the stuff. And we just walked away from everything. Didn't get drawn into the attention of everything. Just played our football, as you were saying yourself. And that turned out to be the, the, the secret of the, of the game. And it was incredible winning the title on the biggest rival's pitch. I, one of the best things ever. Jörg, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you very much and, and all the best with your, your five-star visits um, over the course of the, the year and beyond. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Have a time. Every time you see me, the hammer's just so hype. I'm going for the floor and I'm magic on the mic. Now why would I ever stop doing this with others making records that just don't hit? I pull around the world from London to the Bay. It's hammer go, hammer, empty hammer, yo, hammer. That was a Heart and Hand production. Sports Social Podcast Network.